Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Percussion Discussion. I'm your host, Jim Laveroni, for this show that focuses on drummers, percussionists, and all the instruments of rhythm that move every genre of music along. Tonight is a very special evening, as I'll be playing a pre-recorded interview with drummer, composer, and band leader Billy Cobham. I met with Mr. Cobham in Napa, where he was filming a series of video lessons for Artist Works, an online business that provides interactive video training for musicians who play a variety of instruments. So by way of introduction, let me say that William Billy Cobham was born May 16, 1944, in Panama. And he's a Pan-American jazz drummer, composer, band leader who permanently relocated to Switzerland during the late 1970s. He came to prominence in the late 1960s, early 70s with trumpeter Miles Davis and then with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. A reviewer with All Music claims Cobham is, quote, generally acclaimed as Fusion's greatest drummer with an influential style that combines explosive power and exacting precision. Cobham's family moved to New York City, and during his early childhood, he was a drummer. Cobham attended New York's High School of Music and Arts, graduating in 1962. He played in a U.S. Army band from 1965 to 68. And following his discharge, Billy joined an ensemble led by pianist Horace Silver for about a year, and also playing or recording with saxophonist Stanley Turrentine, organist Shirley Scott, and guitarist George Benson. He branched out to jazz fusion, which blended elements of jazz, rock, roll, and funk, playing and recording with the Brecker Brothers, and... notably in their 1970-founded group Dreams and guitarist John Abercrombie, before recording and touring extensively with trumpeter Miles Davis. Cobham's work with Davis appears on a tribute to Jack Johnson, among other recordings. In 1971, Cobham worked on guitarist John McLaughlin's album My Goals Beyond. McLaughlin and Cobham co-founded Mahavishnu Orchestra, a definitive jazz fusion ensemble. Cobham toured extensively from 71 to 73 with Mahavishnu, who released two studio albums and one live album. In May 1973, while still with Mahavishnu Orchestra, Cobham recorded his first solo album, Spectrum. In December 2011, uh, I'm sorry, 2011, Billy Cobham began teaching drums online at the Billy Cobham School of Drums a school with the Artist Works Drum Academy. An accomplished artist, musician, composer, producer, and band leader for 40-plus years, it was an honor and a privilege to talk to Billy Cobham. In between portions of the interview, I'll be interspersing some of his music so that you, the listeners, can appreciate his phenomenal playing skills and artistry here on Percussion Discussion on KRCB-FM, Windsor, Santa Rosa. So with all that said, let's begin our interview with Billy Cobham. You've been described as a tireless musical explorer, one who expands your personal creative expression constantly. Did that creative expression start immediately when you began with the drums, or was that an evolving process? Evolving. When I I first started playing 
drums. That was fun. I was three years old. And uh, it was all about making noise, man. You know, I had a, you know, I was terror unleashed. <laughs> wow! You know, uh, I can do this and nobody will say anything to a degree. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just started to listen and try to emulate, emulate, excuse me, my... My, the people that I heard playing, my cousins and relatives who played drums and kungas and stuff like this, and I tried to do what they did because it really felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's been an evolution and continues to be. Uh, things continue to change and evolve into other things as I go. And I just keep an open heart, open mind, um, and stay the student. It's the best place to be. Well, we talk about uh, the creative process. Uh, you know, it was often said that the Beatles would try to get different sounds by doing different things, laying on the floor, recording, whatever. You try to get different sounds from your drums, and then you do you as from tuning or from hitting a certain area um, or from a cymbal. Uh, I notice even on uh, on uh, some of your video, you play the cymbal once in a while. You hit it upside down. Yeah. Is that part of the? The, the evolving process, trying to get a different sound from the drum? Not consciously, but even more importantly, subconsciously. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're not trying to stay in one place, and, and yet you're not comfortable with what you do. I get very uh, irritated with myself if I'm playing the same stuff over and over again, the same pattern or something. So what I found are little tricks that can be devastating little tricks, when it just means like taking a uh, a ten inch drum, or a, I should not even say a twelve inch drum, and, and putting it in place, and putting the fourteen inch here, uh, putting it in replacement of that, uh, just changing things around, uh, all of a sudden forces me to look at the drum set as a different kind of uh, entity, uh, changing the heads. Uh, say, for instance, today, uh, Evans has this special uh, HD that I never tried before. So I get this kind of personality out of it just by doing this. These, these are G2s, and I realize that my low drum has to have uh, a hydraulic that's tuned up right, okay. uh, to give me that body, but it can't work Batter heads can't work by themselves, so you have to get to know what works with what. So you have resonant heads that resonate the impact of the sound from the stick that that uh, is applied to the back batter head. See, so you get to know how drums develop or, or how to play on the kit in this way, and out of this comes a new personality that is also yours. You've just built on your own personal platform based on your knowledge of the components of each drum within the drum set community that you play on. Wow. I mean, that's huge. And a lot, a lot of people, a lot of bands in particular, like drummers who, quote-unquote, stay in the pocket, mm-hmm. which can be interpreted a number of ways, but staying in the pocket would almost mean, for you, would be frustrating, it sounds like. I beg to differ. I, I feel that everything has a place. Okay. Okay? I can play... And, and feel good about playing and letting things hang, uh, just just be steady. Because the first, my first obligation to the to the band, to the music in general, 
is to help to make everything stable, uh, to set things down. So when I'm playing uh, patterns uh, that would maybe just be... So that when they want to play their music, they know where they are. They know how they feel. Uh, they should feel, and they get into the into the spirit of the notes that are in their own individual and collective pages. Okay, and that's my first job is to help to make to establish that foundational point of, of security. Then we go from there. And as long as that's maintained, I can do other things. But so you, that has to be maintained first. So you anchor it first. I'm I'm a part of the anchoring facility. There is a bass player. There is a the rhythm section is the anchor. And if we're doing what we're supposed to do together, it 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 flows through everybody else in the band, and hence to everyone in the audience. It's a big job. It's a huge job. Uh, I guess. <laughs> as long as it's happening, then it's not about a job. It's it's about the art and music. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Then it's really fun, and I've never heard of a job being fun. No, <laughs> there's not too many. No, but and when, when, you, and when and when you're working and and you're having fun, it's not really a job. No, then you said this is work. <laughs> <laughs> Credits include composer, producer, educator, clinician. Is there one role that you favor above the others? Educator. Okay. Because I interface and interact with 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 the world. You know, I'm just I'm an educator and at the same time I'm a student. So it's it's about education as opposed to me telling everybody where 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 life is at at a specific time. It's only about where my life is at based on where it was. Okay. You know, so I said, well, out of my experiences this happened, or this is what I what I found to, to work for me. So I'll share this with you. So when anybody says to you to me, um, how do you feel about somebody stealing your stuff? I said, it's not mine. Once I play it, you know, once it once I played it, it's gone. It's for the rest of the world to take and do what, whatever they want. It'll never be me because I already did me, and and I can only do myself. And there's only one me, so everybody else has got. They can do whatever they want. If they if they take something that I do, and they use it to a to a positive end, I'm honored. It's uh, I'm I'm not someone that feels that it's it's only mine for you know, and I, no one else has a, a right to do it. No, no, it's not the way the way I think. It's like imitation as a sincerest form of flat, flattery. Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have said that you, quote, find it difficult to focus upon one direction in music, so you've resigned yourself to projecting ideas and thoughts through a musical kaleidoscope. So the question is, how do the ideas, the feelings, the moods, the thoughts come to you? Do they come over a period of time or while you're playing or while you're actually thinking of the music? When do they come? They come to me as a combination of past experiences, because again, I, I've been to a lot of places, musical stops along the way in my life after 50 years of playing, and they've made 
a major input, impact on me. So I tend to go back through it all. When something comes that I, I naturally relate to, I go, oh, I remember something like that. And it'll come from the subconscious, and I just start to do it. Uh, hence, many times in Latin music, I don't remember what a, a song is from a salsa, from this. It's all about how it feels. Right. And so I just play it or emulate it. I may not play it exactly. I'll play it in the, in the style of Billy Cobham as he is right now or at that time. Um, but is all I can do. But it comes out in my playing. Mm -hmm. And hence my music, my, my compositions tend to reflect everything from, from, from Prokofiev to Tito Puente, anything in between at any particular time. And I can only play it one way. It's the way that I hear it and I feel it. So I'm open. And when somebody says, ah, he's a jazz musician, I beg to differ because, yes, I have had experiences playing jazz with jazz, other jazz musicians who may or may not enjoy that terminology. I, that's up to them. But I don't find it really properly identifying who I am through that particular concept because I've done so many other things and I feel so much more comfortable in if, if at least as comfortable or more so elsewhere in the musical spectrum than I would be playing jazz, although I respect and enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, it, for me, I'm just everywhere. And when I play, people say, well, what kind of music did you label, uh, would you call yours? I said, it's music of my mind. Yeah, That's fundamentally what it's all about. Thank you, Stevie Wonder. But you're not compart. It's not compartmentalized. It's not. No, I just play from one day to the next, whatever it might be. So on thirty or forty different CTI albums, you'll hear me in a lot of different modes of uh, presentations.
hand for the George Duke Billy Cobham Band. Billy Cobham and George Duke Band.
With over 200 concerts in one weekend, it just might be the world's largest jazz festival. Coming up this week, performances by piano wizard Eddie Palmieri, singer Faye Clasa, and the Brazilian composer Rogério Bicudo in duet with Lilian Vieira. I'm Benjamin Herman. Join me from the 2011 North Sea Jazz Festival here on European Jazz Stage. All right, European Jazz Stage here on KRCB-FM, Windsor, San Rosa. You're listening to Percussion Discussion here on KRCB. My name is Jim Laveroni. This is a pre-recorded interview with drummer, composer, band leader Billy Cobham. This took place in Napa at an organization called Artist Works. Billy actually lives in Switzerland, has permanently relocated to Switzerland, and you'll hear in uh, one of the next segments here how Billy believes in divine providence and um, he used to live in Mill Valley many, many years ago. And he lived, uh, he explained to me, up on a hill. You won't hear that portion of the interview. But he said that he lived up on a hill and there was an earthquake in the Bay Area. This was not Loma Prieta. This was before this. But uh, the main part of the earthquake was in San Francisco and Billy went out to his uh, retaining wall in the front yard and noticed a crack, not only in the driveway, but also in the retaining wall. And he thought to himself at that time, this is not good. Um, the locale that I'm in, that I am have my residence in, in juxtaposition to where the earthquake was, is pretty far away. And yet uh, we have some cracks in the retaining wall and the sidewalk, and this is just not good. And it was at that point that Billy decided, among probably some other things in his life, that it was time to take a new direction. So he relocated to Europe, uh, specifically Switzerland, where he now resides and has resided uh, for uh, some 20, 30-plus years. Uh, And I bring that up because he makes reference to that in the next couple of segments of the interview. He talks about divine providence and how he believes in it and how it's entered his life. Um, and uh, I wanted to tell you just a little bit about ArtistWorks. ArtistWorks is an interactive video online teaching tool that uh, I encourage all of you to go to their website, www.artistworks, that's A-R-T-I-S-T-W-O-R-K-S, artistworks.com, and check it out. It uh, not only provides uh, interactive video instruction uh, through Billy Cobham, but also uh, rock drums with Thomas Lang, uh, the banjo, uh, the mandolin, the flute, the harmonica. You can learn all kinds of instruments on this uh, online uh, platform. And what makes it a little bit interesting and a little bit different is that the um, video lessons are not only delivered to you online, but then uh, you are encouraged to film yourself after taking the lesson, after um uh, Uh, getting a hold of all this information, putting it to practice, and then sending a video to Billy Cobham or Thomas Lang or the harmonica teacher or the banjo teacher for their immediate and direct response, which is pretty good when you uh, consider that you're getting lessons from Billy Cobham or Thomas Lang or some of these other famous and very versatile musicians. So I encourage all of you to go to www.artistworks.com, kind of get an overview of uh, what I've been talking about and where I interviewed Billy. 
So we're going to continue with the uh, interview now with Billy Cobham and then uh, intersperse it with some of his tunes. So enjoy. Fruit from the Loom mm-hmm. is dedicated to your parents. Yes. William and Ivy. Tell mm-hmm. me about them. Were they supportive in your quest to be a musician? Yeah, because they were musicians. <laughs> your dad was a pianist. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I'd get a gig from time to time that would help to justify my, my existence in the house since he didn't have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd look at me and say, okay, you know, we've had this uh, discussion before. Um, you say you need some bucks, uh-huh. But consider this, okay? Where do you sleep? You know, <laughs> and do I ask you for money for the bed? You know, you could be in a hotel. You know, you know, it would go on like this, and it'd be it'd be laughter. But it, it was uh, some interesting points. What is your mom's? Uh, was she a singer? Or was she, she was a singer, and 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 nothing fancy. Lots of church stuff. Or she, they love Latin music. You know, it's just Tito Rodriguez. All these different, Orlando Marine, and all these different people, Fania All-Stars, oh, they were at every dance, you know. And at the same time, they loved jazz, very much, you know. And so this is what we heard. And jazz to them, at that time, was Basie on the radio, and Ellington, AM radio. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you know, Black, Brown, and Beige Suite on AM radio? Wow. The whole thing. In Harlem. This was in New York. This was in New York City. New York City. Yeah, all you know, they had. This was ten, ten wins, and they're playing this kind of stuff. You know, Lalo Schifrin and all of this. Really? Da 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 da. You know, and I'm just going, and and this would what is what I woke up to to go to school. You know, how could you be anything other than what you are? So this is where I'm at. You know, this is all the stuff I hear, and you you know, you turn, you switch to to. Maybe eleven ten on your dial. Um, I forget what that was, and all of a sudden you're listening to to Tito Puente. You're listening, and all of this is just rocking all the time, <laughs> and that's what we heard, except for one station where we listened a lot to classical music. It was just depending on the time of day. So you and got that cross section even at an early age. You yeah, got... it was just there. Yeah, you know, you it was not unnatural. To listen for two or three hours to nothing but Sinatra, every tune. There was a radio broad, a presentation. It was a Frank Sinatra show, wow. and, and so it was like Basie Sinatra. All the you know, it just went on and on. The songs it went on and on, and then you know all these different singers. Uh, how could you miss? You know, it's just you just sort of walk to everything, right? And and and. Uh, you just listened, and there's, of course, it was a, a jazz station, WLIB, with Dr. Billy Taylor, and so, of course, we listened to that, and it just went on like this, on this big Crosley radio. You and, your, and your dad played jazz on the piano, or did sure, he play he played everything? jazz, everything. he played everything. Everything. I mean, he's the kind of guy that, you know, if you walked in, and you sat down, in a, in a, if he's playing at a piano bar, and he had this gift, because if, the strangest thing about my father was that he was a mathematician. And a statistician for a hospital, but he had weekend gigs playing many times alone. And he'd be just playing, and he's playing, and somebody would come up to him and said, "Do you know? Do you know Sweet Lorraine?" He said, "Yeah, what key?" You know. And he said, well, "I don't know." It sounds like that's from George. He says, "Okay," and he starts to harmonize to someone singing like that. And I used to marvel at that. Yeah. Because he. He's just finding 
What he's a, listening, and all of a sudden, it's all coming out. What a great ear. And he says, yeah, you know, how about that? And he would embellish it all, and that person would walk away. It was it was the best karaoke I ever saw. <laughs> Free karaoke, man. You know, and, and, and meanwhile, hand in pocket, you know, because everybody says, man, can you just, hey, do it for me, you know. Great payday, you know. The 90-minute documentary, Sonic Mirror, yes. seems to be based on a reflection of thoughts and experiences, which we've talked about. You've said that, quote, it verifies the value of music as an important factor in this world. Mm -hmm. If used for the greater good, it can be a powerful ally. Tell me how. Well, it'll scare a whole lot of people in the pharmaceutical industry, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, you know, when you can find a perfect sine wave G... Uh, that is played at a level of volume that is that is within uh, the 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 purview of the listener who happens to be someone very sensitive to sound, and that person, in hearing that tone, that person's so sensitive that the G is coming. So let's say that's a G. I'm terrible with my intonation, and. It's coming, but quietly enough for that person to feel comfortable enough to go through his or her daily life communicating to everyone as long as that G is working. That G stops, they go back into like, I don't know where I am. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a message in that. And to have seen it, to experience it, okay, it's one person. Or, and, and then there are other people who would hear a bell. And they're talking, and they're moving, and they're speaking. And as soon as that bell is near for about two minutes, duh, this happens. Mm -hmm. you got to stop and think, um, what are we missing here? Uh, as opposed to, how much does it cost to create these genetic drugs? And why do they have to get this inoculation for this and that? Not my business. I mean, it, it, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's just a question that comes up to me, and I right, go, sure. wait a minute, you know, what are we missing here? Maybe it's simpler than all that. I never said it, but I may think it. Well, it, it certainly brings people together. Music brings people oh, together. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. But the question is not about music bringing people together as much as the, the, the strength it has to help one or or certain individuals really focus upon the things that they need to focus upon to cross that bridge, that invisible bridge between them and the rest of the world. Yeah. If it can be done with a tone, I think we're making money here. And we're saving money, you know. Both. What can I say? It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Dad being a pianist, was the piano ever in consideration to be your primary instrument? And if, if so, or if not, why'd you choose the drums? Or more specifically, why'd they choose you? Well, I think I, I was born into an environment. Sometimes it's I, a lot. I believe a lot in divine providence. A lot of things happen in my life where I just, it just feels right. You know, I uh, like the you know the the crack in the in the in the retaining wall. You know, mm -hmm. probably there was. I mean, this is Oxnard, and Oxnard is not that close. Mm -hmm. And 
it it comes all the way up to Mill Valley, and I'm the only one on the block with the with the crack in the retaining wall. Okay, somebody uh, sending you a message. On the other hand, there was an Air Force base not too far away that's closer than Oxnard, and there was a bunch of B2s up there. And somebody, I mean, it's not out of line that the sound barrier may have broken, been broken. I don't know, but I got this clue: leave now. <laughs> well, you got the thought: leave now. Yeah. At- with the evidence that was presented to you. Yeah, so, and so I just went, you know, I need to get out of here. But this is just, it was just a springboard. And where am I going to go? Okay, I need to go to Europe. The, the At the period of time that I wanted to, to go, it was a period of transition for music in my purview. Uh, I was seeing myself as a studio musician, musician my 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 activities being truncated because all of a sudden bands were self-contained. There was a lot more, and so they were coming in and they were doing it all by themselves so that they didn't need me. Uh, That was number one. I I was playing with my own band. I seemed to be marking time. I wasn't being creative or contributing, I felt, to the general musical community or giving it the world anything that I felt that I could stand behind. I was searching. Mm-hmm. So I decided maybe this is a good time to go and study. Maybe it's a good time to go and find another theater of operations for a few weeks. And a few weeks turned out to be 34 years. And so the drums, is, is there anything else that you play? Piano? I wouldn't say I'm a piano player, but I've composed a lot of material based on the concept of piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I play a very poor mallet instrument called a marimba, but somehow uh, it all tends to fall into place. And uh, 50 records later, I guess I did okay. I would say so. Yeah.
Great news. KRCB, with the support and backing of NPR, is now offering annuities with great interest rates. Hi, I'm Nancy Dobbs, President and CEO of KRCB North Bay Public Media. If you have reached or will soon reach your 75th birthday, I invite you to give me a call to learn how an annuity can benefit you, a loved one, and KRCB. When you contribute to KRCB in exchange for a charitable gift annuity, you do much more than provide needed support for this station. You also arrange to receive payments of a fixed amount of money for the rest of your life. And because your gift benefits KRCB, you give away less in taxes because part of your contribution qualifies as a tax-deductible donation. To learn more about how a gift annuity can benefit you and KRCB, please contact me at 707-584-2058 or visit our planned giving page at krcb.org slash planned giving. And we encourage you to contact Nancy Dobbs here at KRCB. And you're listening to KRCB. FM Windsor, Santa Rosa, news, arts, ideas, where you are, on air at 91.1 and 90.9, streaming worldwide at krcb.org. And you can also find us on Comcast channels 961 and 202. The show is Percussion Discussion. My name is Jim Laveroni, and we continue with... More of the interview with Billy Cobham. If you could tell our listeners about the UNICEF project. Wow. In 1992, your description of it would indicate that it affected you deeply in regards to the outpatients and street children. Man, you had to see... Well... To experience that in in, uh, in Santos in San Vicente, uh, around the time this was the beginning, was the early days of AIDS, uh, watching people not just street children but outpatients from the local sanatoriums, what they were going through uh, in Brazil, which is where I was working as a consultant for a few years back in the early nineties. it really inspired me, and I learned so much more, again, about myself, uh, the music that, that uh, through the music, and through people whom, if you can understand it, you see an individual on the street, and they're looking at you, and they're looking at your, 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 uh, your athletic shoes or your, your baseball cap, and they're smiling at you, but the eyes are very, very serious. And you understand that this person is trying to understand how to try to figure out how to c- disconnect you from your shoes and your hat. And he or she are no more than one-fifth your size. And they're coming up to you with words that they've worked on very long, again, in their short lives, saying uh, something like... Uh, for 1,000 cruceros, I make sure nothing happens to your property, okay, your car, or something like this. 1,000 cruceros at the time was worth, in Brazil, was part of 675,000 cruceros that would be equal to one U.S. dollar. 
Wow. Okay? And they wanted 1,000 cruceros, you know, because they knew how to use the 1,000 cruceros. Mm -hmm. And it got me curious, you know, about the mindset of, of individuals like this and how they thought and how they, they functioned. And it, it taught me a lot. It made me, made me want to stay and, and realize how much of a of a, the world out there, outside of the, the shores of this hallowed nation, you know, uh, you, you just don't know until you go and you realize, good grief, you mean this is happening out here? Mm -hmm. uh, and again, you get the slap in the face when you come back or you, you get a, an indication from other people from places like Texas or something where they're, they're, I mean, everyone is so secure here and it's rightly so. Um, that they forget that there's a whole lot going on outside. Mm -hmm. That uh, if they only were to go and not go and, and, and see Europe for two weeks and cover about 13 or 14 different countries mm -hmm. and think that that's Europe. No, 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 no. You need to go to one country, stay there for a year, just, just to get a, an inkling of what's going on in the rest of the world. And it's now expanded to more than that. So for me, the, 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 what I've gained in riches has been in knowledge. Just to understand what I have here at home in comparison to what's going on out there. And how much I, should, I have to respect both. Right. And, and if I'm going to be able to use that information to my advantage so that I can get along in life. Are you still associated with the world of music, arts, and dance? I wish I was. <laughs> Sounds like a platform that's perfect for your uh, your penchant for composing music based on experience. Yes, again. I mean, to me, one of the... I mean, we all have good sides and bad sides. And I leave it to me, I know very little about Peter Gabriel. But I take my hat off to him that he, he was able to, to be a supportive element on a major level for this project. Uh, when it was in its real height, at its real height, these guys were producing festivals around the world to maybe 10, I may be wrong, maybe as many as 13 different locations around the world. And they were taking everything from the porter toilets and everything on, on you know, and taking it all to places like Sri Lanka, where we went to support the tsunami relief. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got seasick on, on, on the bandstand because I, could, I, watched, I couldn't tell where the, the amount of people in the audience ended and the bay started. It wow. was so many people. I was told that we had approximately uh, 250,000 people and they were all, they were, it was free. They had no money, but they came and we were entertaining them along with the drummers of Burundi and it was and these guys had just survived this unbelievable massacre I mean this whole war that they had and it was beyond touching for me and you just don't walk away without an experience remembered from that uh, having the the uh, the chance to to share or uh, rub elbows with many of those musicians, people from uh, like uh, uh, Zakir Hussein, uh, all kinds of musicians in, in that of that ilk, and you go, you go, okay, um, this is something special, and I should I should really really uh, nurture and, and 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 keep this 
these ideas in mind because a lot of the people here I may never run into again in life and they really do have more than more to say than just what they do on stage. Mm-hmm. It's in their body language, how they how they carry themselves, um, and what they have to offer. I remember the, the great Lucky Dube from South Africa and what he had to say and how he how he presented himself. Uh, man, it, you can't you cannot uh, have anything better than that. There is no money for that kind of stuff. And so to be able to travel from or well, be involved in Sri Lanka, to be in Singapore, to be in, in New Zealand, uh, uh, in Plymouth uh, for the WOMAD Festival, to be in, in Australia, in Adelaide for the uh, WOMAD Adelaide, where, where it's not 250,000 people, but you, you're having 50,000 a day or 60,000 a day, uh, not to mention Charlton Park, which is like unbelievable, you know, in, in England, and Caceres, uh, the Madrid, Barcelona, and it goes on and on like this. And, and to be a part of those those experiences, ah, best thing that could ever happen to me. It helps to raise my my level of, of proficiency as a person, you know, as an artist. Uh, when person someone comes to me and says X, Y, and Z is this way, and I go, I don't think so. You know, trust me, I know, I've seen it. Yeah. And that you're wrong, and believe me when I tell you. You know, you're on the wrong path. Yeah, it's to be able to separate who's selling you a bill of goods and, you know, who's not, you know. Right. It's really, really important. Tell our listeners about ArtistWorks, where we are, and uh, how you got involved, why it's important, and what's different about it that sets it apart. Well, last question first. What's different? Guys here really take it seriously, what they're doing. I don't know about anybody else. What I, what I, really, what I, what little I've experienced with anyone else. There's a lot of talk. Um, I don't see the action so much. There's a lot of intellectuality happening and in, in body posturing, but reality is in what we do. And this this educational vehicle is very much about reality. Uh, where are we right now? There are not a lot of people studying the drum set from the perspective in which I, I present it. Uh, there are many questions that I, I address, points that I address, that I have yet to see uh, other, other schools or teachers properly present in my purview. Uh, things having to do with posture and and presentation, how to make the percussion community in which you play a one, one that presents your personality and, and conveys your message through them. Uh, this means that you have to have an idea of what's going on so that you can play the right drum in the right way or the right cymbal in the right way uh, based on your knowledge as to how to, to set everything up so that they, they will present your ideas. We do that here, okay? Other people are talking about what happened and telling stories, uh, what works here or what works there. That's good for them. Uh, I think we get down to the basic fundamentals of what actually works in the day-to-day basis and why it does, uh, so that people understand where they can go from there. Uh, That happens 
with me in all of my classes, and I've been given the opportunity to do that through Artist Works. And they, uh, I've been approached by others rarely, uh, but I have had some people come to me and said, we'd love for you to join us and do X, Y, and Z. And what I saw, what was happening, uh, I had to back away in my, in my mind without even having to say no, um, because what they were looking for was to share what I had, I had uh, somehow accomplished on my own uh, with them in return for nothing that they could provide me that would be of equal, to, equal level. So I, uh, I'm quite happy with where I am. Good.
Next time on L.A. Theatre Works, a Martian invasion. I'm obsessed by the thought that I may be the last living man on Earth. And the land that time forgot. Pterodactyls all around. A sci-fi doubleheader for Halloween, The Lost World and The War of the Worlds. Next time on L.A. Theatre Works. And you can catch L.A. Theatre Works here on KRCB-FM, Windsor, San Rosa, 6 o'clock Saturday evening. Coming up on Halloween, so should be a good program. So you're listening to Percussion Discussion. My name is Jim Laveroni, and we're going to finish up with the interview with Billy Cobham, pre-recorded interview that took place at Artist Works in Napa. One thing that I did learn about Billy Cobham, uh, he's also one of the first drummers to play open-handed lead, a drummer that plays on a right-handed set but leads with his left hand on the hi-hat instead of crossing over with his right and also has also has his right cymbal on the left side instead of the traditional right. And, you know, I play the same way. I play exactly the same way, and I'm wondering if I somehow got that through osmosis watching Billy Cobham or listening to him. Uh, hard to say, but I do know that if Billy or myself play on somebody else's kit, usually you have to switch the cymbals and everybody says, man, what is going on with this? So it's not really, um, it's not a terrible rarity, but it uh, it uh, is not often seen. So it's called open-handed lead. Uh, Billy Cobham also typically plays with multiple toms, as you heard in the last uh, set of songs, and double bass drums, and was well-known in the 1970s for his large drum kits, which uh, in today's day and age, you can see some of the kits. So really, he probably was a trendsetter in many, many ways. One of the things that you heard in the uh, previous uh, interview section was uh, tell me about artist works, etc. One of the things that took place with this interview is since Billy was doing videotaping for online lessons, they also videotaped me interviewing Billy Cobham and sent me the interview so that I'd have a, a better audio source when I prepared and edited this program. Uh, and I forgot, I, I'm not sure if I included that question again. Uh, tell me a little bit about Artist Works because that was a redo. So if you hear it again, um, it's not a mistake, actually, because Billy gives a completely different answer. And I'm not sure whether I included it or not. But we're going to finish up with uh, Billy Cobham's interview and, uh, and then finish the show with uh, several of his songs and, of course, uh, my sign-off. And I'll be back uh, before all that takes place to say goodbye to you. But enjoy the last part of Billy Cobham's interview, and uh, we'll get back to you soon. What was your favorite gig? <sighs> well, I'll give you one of my favorite stories, which would be part of, about a favorite gig. <laughs> well, it happened to be in the recording studio once. Uh, something I never, never, will never forget and never thought I'd ever see. I walked into the studio, I was a, for a recording studio uh, project for Miles. And I walk in and I see, um, to my right, I hear, it's a cacophony of sound. And I turn to my right as I'm walking in, I'm going to set up my stuff because it's all before we're going to start to record. And I look to my right and I could not believe my eyes that I saw Chick Career, number one. Next to him, K 
Keith Jarrett, number two. Next to him, Joe Zavinen, number three. Next to him, Larry Young on organ, number four. And then behind them was Badal Roy Chowdhury and percussion and Ayrton Morera and, and Alirio Lima, the three percussionists, you know, and I'm just going, what is this, uh, menagerie or what? I mean, it's just in my head, you know. And I look over and I see Ron Carter and I see Harvey Brooks and I think, I think, I, it was either Jackie Jeanette or, or Tony, uh, not Tony, or Tony or Lenny White, somebody, it was a bunch of drummers and I'm looking, I'm going, God, you know, there's Steve Grossman, uh, Benny Maupin, and it's just going on like this, people and people and people. <laughs> and I felt like this can't really be happening. <laughs> Am I really? It was amazing. And it was, I didn't want to play a note. Because what was, what I just wanted to watch with mouth open like, and he's, Miles is just pointing to people now, we're starting to record, and he's pointing to certain people, and, and they're just playing, and I'm just going, get out of here. I'm part of this. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just watching, you know, I'm just, gosh, I'm quite honored. I mean, beyond honor. It's just, so not only are you a part of it, you are an observer. Beyond, and to me, it was just way, it was outrageous because many he would just point to some people and they would play and every other people would play a little bit if they heard something but they never got in the way wow. and as far as I it was just pure music for me and I'm sure I was just mesmerized with I don't know I for me none of the guys in that no one in that studio could do any wrong you know and I'm watching and then topping on the cake the door opens up and Herbie walks in. I'm going, no. <laughs> I'm just like, no. And, 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 and I just kept my mouth shut, you know, just kept my head down and just shook my head and went, I don't know if there's anybody else that can make this happen. You know, wow. it was just one of those things. And that was a very special time for me. And I, it was, again, a great learning experience. We're talking 1970. Maybe sixty nine. Yeah, McLaughlin was. I mean, it's so many people that were on that record day. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, and and you just go back and you go, okay, um, this is real. It did happen, and you know, you smile and say, I was part of that. I don't know if I played anything that made any sense, but <laughs> I didn't care. You know, I probably didn't play at all. You know, and I got paid <laughs> for not doing anything. There was no need. All these other people there. Oh Lord. How about some advice to budding musicians or current musicians? Take uh, heed. This is going to take a while, man. You know, it, it's a learning experience that uh, you pay with your life. Either you're in or you're out. You know, it, 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 it's not something that you just learn in a day. Uh, it is what it is, and it's based on your experiences, life experiences that you reflect through the, through the music. The, or the, the, the music will reflect your personality. Uh, in such a way as you as you play, it's it's something that you have to continue to work with. Have patience. Yeah, uh, you gotta have patience and understand that your best teachers are your mistakes. So, what's on the horizon for Billy Cobb? Well, if I had my way, aside from continuing to teach, I, I hope to here at uh, at Artist Works, of course. I 
I have some ideas to expand. Actually, right now, to work with large formats, large orchestra formats. And so there's a project that I'm working on right now with um, Arturo Sandoval to make a presentation with uh, either symphonic ensemble or uh, orchestrals, orchestras of maybe 20 pieces or more of much of my music, my orchestrations. Wow. Billy, if you could tell our listeners about Artist Works, how you got involved and why it's important and what's, the, what's different about it that sets it apart. Okay, you have, with Artist Works, you have a complete drum curriculum from beginner to advanced, okay? Um, I help students to get it right uh, the first time. I, I ask them for feedback as well uh, so that it, when I present an idea uh, uh, to their question, uh, I need to see how they're doing and how things work out for uh, for them so I, we can move to the next level. So I'm always asking them, okay, you've seen what I've done. Uh, I'd love to see how you take this uh, uh, problem and advance it to your, to your benefit. Because the main thing is to, to have them bring their personality out through this, this idea. So it's not just something that I did that they emulate. It's got to be something that they, they, they take to heart and they do in the way that they feel is best for them. And for me, I've always said to them, as long as it sounds good to me, you know, and you're doing it the way, and you're, you're in control of it, because I'll feel that, we've, we've, been, we've got success, you know. So that, that's important. Um, all of the students who send me uh, their ideas and their concepts we all share them with it with the other students. We all share everything. They share, you know, you, you can you can go back and take a look at the other uh, students and their problems because you may have something that's relative, you know. And uh, so that's also a big plus. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a lot what we call video exchanges. Uh, you see uh, the student submissions in, uh, with my with individualized responses. Uh, sometimes it's about the same thing, but it, it, it is different in its own way. Um, I have students from all over the world, uh, literally. Uh, places I don't, because you don't know where anyone's coming from. You just, you, they'll, if they, they speak to you many times, which is something that I, I push for more now, is that someone will just get, come on and play, and they won't say anything. <laughs> you know, and, and it leads me to going, okay. I have to critique this based on what I've seen. Just the performance, right? Yeah, it's just like, brrr, and then they just go turn the thing off, you know? It's something that I was talking about, and they played it back, but for what is it that they want to do, you know, with it? Well, where do, where do they want to go? What is it they're looking to achieve? Uh, I have to, it, the, the, the trick for me is to go and look and say, okay, you're doing it well, or you're not doing it well, and this is why. Well, especially you. You mentioned that that they talk and you can feel it from their heart. They may yeah. not have done it exactly like you, right? But you're listening, right? And and yeah. if you can tell that they're doing it from the heart, yes, yes. But then the thing is, you take the next step and you say, okay, you can do this, but where would you apply it with a band? So you're not unless you're expecting to just stay home and woodshed all the time and just play alone, which is. That's kind of a shame if you can play all of this stuff. Right, you should right, be right. out there playing with other people. Yeah. 
right? And you know, you know, so you, you know, you start to try to get them to, to do this, and and the next thing you know, you go, okay, now we, we got something. They'll come back with something else, some music minus one or something like that, and you, and, and, it, and it's really a great feeling to uh, you, I get when I see the progress, you know, and you understand that you know the pricing for all of this is. Very, 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 very affordable. You know, I, I'm not one that keeps up with the, all the numbers, but if you go to the website, you'll find out all about what that is. You know, quite because I'm I'm just a teacher, and then we've got a, a wonderful administration that deals with all of that other stuff. I'm just the artist, uh, so that's good, and and it's good to check it out. You you'll see what's happening. Um, uh, artist Works has 18 schools. It's really. I mean, for me, I, I'm, I have enough trouble just dealing with one, mine. Uh, so how you deal with 18 other schools, go figure, man. You know, again, it's another art, art thing, but it's, it's like there's a whole lot of stuff going on for trumpet players and clarinet players and bass players. You've got, I mean, aside, between me and, and, and Thomas Lang and, and Luis Conti, I think we have enough on our plate. Uh, and we, but to see that this is expanding is at such a great Pace is a salute to those who really are, are running this stuff. So that's great. Excellent. Yeah.
And so, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another edition of Percussion Discussion with Jim Laverney. I thank you for listening. My thanks to Billy Cobham for all his time and indulgence, a phenomenal drummer and a kind-hearted gentleman in every sense of the phrase. My thanks also to Elizabeth Lang, who made this and several other introductions possible. And finally, a huge thank you to Artist Works for making this interview possible. They are a phenomenal organization, and if you get a chance, check them out at www.artistworks.com. You can catch me on Facebook under Jim Laveroni, L-A-V-E-R-O-N-I. There's a link there to Percussion Discussion. Also encourage you to write to me here at the station, Laveroni, all lowercase, at krcb.org for any suggestions that you have about Percussion Discussion or future shows. And remember, if you've got something important you want to say, you're never going to find a superior way. You've got to say it with percussion. End of discussion.
We are North Bay Public Media, KRCV, Windsor, Santa Rosa. News, arts, ideas, where you are. On air at 91.1 and 90.9, streaming worldwide at krcb.org. You can also find us on Comcast channels 961 and 202. Stay tuned for Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman at 12 midnight. 